Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it to your story on social media or make a post about it anywhere that that you uh, consume content. Put the word out. We really want to get the word of health and fitness out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate it. And now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from Flowood with Caleb and Tyler. And we are going to talk about the non-physical benefits of training. So we always talk about, you know, weight loss. We talk about making progress, making physical gains, looking better, feeling better, all that type of stuff, getting off medication. But today we're going to talk about the many non-physical benefits, the benefits that we don't typically realize or join the gym for but come from you know doing hard things consistently and so i think this will be a great discussion because a lot of times the benefits that people mention after they've been coming to the gym for a long time the physical is not the first thing they they mention and so uh, we start to realize that there are so many other benefits that come from training consistently and getting in a routine and doing hard things um, consistently with a group of like-minded people so this is going to be a fascinating discussion because I think it'll open open our listeners' eyes to uh, open your eyes into maybe some of the, the benefits that you've been experienced that you didn't even realize you were, and uh, maybe you don't realize it until after you stop training. And so, um, this will be a good discussion. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like you you experience it, but you don't maybe realize it in the moment that that was something that came as a result of you being in the gym. Sometimes we take for granted the progress that we make in a lot of different ways and we forget what it was like beforehand but so one of the ways you can think about this is you know what were some of the things before you before you began to um, invest in your your physical health what are some of the things that you struggled with and now how would you say that you engage those things Um, and it's not perfect it's not that these things don't ever exist it's not that you never are going to struggle with self-esteem or confidence or you're never going to be tough you know it's just that more times than not this is not something that you're going to struggle with nearly as often Um, or maybe there's one event in your life where you're able to really recognize that you um, you were able to engage in a healthier way uh, as a result of a culmination of different uh, a culmination of different things but as a result of the environment that you've put yourself in over the last years, decade? I think a lot of times, and, and fitness itself, the, the act of you know taking time out of your day to come to the gym, and, and yes, it's got awesome physical benefits, but one thing always leads to the next. And so a lot of times people come in and people, people talk to me, you know, hey, like I want, I want this confidence that I see people have and that confidence, yes, comes from some physical changes that you see in the body. But, you know, a lot of times there's there's people who come in and, you know, and, and you see this with kids a lot. And um, I've had the opportunity over the last couple of years to spend a lot of times uh, working out and, and doing the class with a family that has, you know, four or five younger kids that come work out. And it's been so cool to kind of be part of their journey. Um, as far as like seeing their confidence increase, 
Um, and so that confidence, like that's, that's one of the words that I think comes to me a lot is confidence. Um, and you know, there's mental aspects to life, to being in the gym. Um, there's social aspects, there's going to be emotional aspects, even financial aspects. And we may not think about it at first, but, um, all of these things tend to affect each other or or themselves. And so one thing kind of trickles onto the next. Um, okay, so I see you guys both have a nice little list there. So, Caleb, why don't you just let's go through your list and we can elaborate where we think and then we can add on at the end if we uh, if we feel like you, you left out something, which more than likely you did. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many things. Speaking of the first topic. <laughs> so I'm going to go, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with the, the first thing that I think about uh, – Maybe not the first, but one of the things I wanted to for sure mention was the idea that, and this is from, this. I'm going to steal this from Jocko, um, but the idea of embracing hard things and just saying good, and the benefit of learning to endure challenges, and hard things typically are a gateway to a different side of the fence than we would have ever seen, uh, the different side of the street than we would have ever seen, and most of the time, hard things uh, begin to change your approach to what's possible and help you set bigger goals. A lot of times, hard things are the thing that keep us from setting big goals. We're afraid of how much work it's going to take. We're afraid of what that's going to feel like. We create this huge anxiety bubble of things that don't exist in our mind, and that becomes overwhelming. And the more that you step into physical challenges, the more you're able to practice endurance to realize that the pain probably wasn't as bad as you thought. And even if it was challenging, it's over before you know it. You survived. It's okay. And on the other side of it, you feel better than you would have before. And I think that there's I think that there's a lot of things in in life, whether it's you know, deciding to make an investment or deciding to save money or deciding to, um, you know, set a career goal, uh, set a family goal um, that is going to take some work. It's going to be hard work. We're going to have to maybe uh, not do this for a while or, you know, maybe I'm going to have to do this extra work every night or every morning. It's going to be a whole, you know, it's going to be an hour every day of extra work. And those kinds of things can be fearful, but in reality, the hard work is what makes us better at what we do. It builds resilience. And at the end of the day, I think when we look back, we're going to be really thankful that we did it. So for me, the the non-physical benefit of training is that I enjoy hard things because, you know, I try to never, ever skip thruster day because it's the hardest movement I can think of. It's, yeah. it's literally a culmination of squat, press, core work, cardio, pain. But it, it leads to the best result. It, it gives you, you know, you improve in seven different areas in one thing. And so to me, like if you can engage that, that good mentality of, oh, it's hard, good, that's awesome. Oh, this didn't go my way, good. You know, oh, my, my machine didn't start on time. I got to catch up. Well, good. I got to go a little bit further than this person. Good. I get to be better. That mentality I never I never knew existed, and I didn't know that that was uh, I didn't know that it was a thing before I started at the gym. Yeah, um, and and speaking on the mentality thing, something that I'm learning, still learning, trying to get better at, but have tried to be more mindful of lately is that we are all allotted the same amount of time. Okay, there's always going to be sixty seconds in a minute 
There's always going to be 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day and seven days a week. That has yet to change up to this point, and I don't foresee it changing in the future. The only difference is on the rest interval, 60 seconds, is you're, it's really only 30 seconds when you're resting. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. I, I never rest a full <laughs> We speed the clock up the, on the, the rest interval. The clock does change. Yeah. People have been yeah. wondering about yeah. that. I, I usually do a good 30 to 45 seconds of rest in my one-minute rest. <laughs> so, um, that's fair. Um, but on that note, too, it's what are you going to do with your time? Right. What are we going to do with the time that we're allotted here on this earth? And you never know tomorrow. It could all be over. Okay. So if we're spending our time and I have such a, such a bad habit and tendency to do this, that it's something I think that my biggest growth has been that analysis paralysis of like, Oh my gosh, I feel like there's so much I need to do. Not just with work, but like with a workout or with something I need to go do outside of, of work in life. You know, if it's a project around the house, if it's, you know, spending time with someone that I haven't seen in a while. It's like, oh my gosh, like there's all these things I need to do. Well, I could spend all day worrying about it or I could just take action at the first step. And so, you know, a lot of times we have that kind of that anxiety a little bit, like you said, you know, like, okay, we know a workout, this workout's going to take 12 minutes. And I know that there's, you know, three movements and we could really just break it down. But when we start really like measuring out and being specific about okay, what exactly am I doing with my time? We realize we can get a lot more done and our work capacity increases if we're able to take the time that we're given and get something out of it. And Caleb, that's something that, that I've learned from you. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'll shout you out. Um, just, you know, he's over... He's been waiting for that moment right that's here. That's right. You've been, yeah, <laughs> this is why he's been working so Tear, hard. Tearing up here in the studio. Um, yeah, the jock, this Jocko fuel's got us, you know, emotional. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, no free ads. Yeah, that's right. Um, but something that I have definitely learned from myself working out and and, and seeing people who, um, like I've looked up to in fitness over the years and in work over the years is like, we're all given the same amount of time. We're all given a twelve minute AMRAP. What are you going to do with the time that you're given? Are you going to put in the work? And if you don't put in the work, don't really be too upset when you don't achieve the goal and so that's something i'm learning for myself a lot is you know when we set a goal how much and we talked about this on the last episode if you haven't listened to it go back listen but you know we're talking about you know when you set a goal how much time is it going to realistically take to achieve this goal okay now what are we going to do with the time that is given in order to what we think is going to be projected out and so mentally that mental shift of uh, I'm going to sit around and, and wait for somebody to tell me to do something to, uh, I better, I better get moving. I better get it go on. Uh, that just that mental shift of what are we doing with our time and the work capacity that we're able to do increasing is for me, one of the biggest non-physical benefits I've experienced, uh, from fitness and from the position that I've been allowed to have here as a coach, as a leader. In my opinion, uh, if you set a goal and achieve it, the achieving of the goal is the secondary benefit to the person that you became in achieving that goal. Um, I feel like in order to achieve a goal, you have to become the person that can achieve that goal. And that the person that you become while you're achieving that goal is the biggest benefit that you get out of it. And so... Um, I love that, that mindset of good in that this is hard, good. It's going to make me, um, a better person in, in this area. And so I really, really love that benefit. So that, that's, that's a good start. What's the next one you got on your list there, Caleb? Uh, you, I underestimate myself and my work capacity. 
Um, I learned this because every once in a while I'll be on vacation or I'll have to put myself through a workout. And, you know, this was back even before sugar wad days. You kind of look at the workout and say, all right, what do I need to do? And every single workout that I do almost every day and I watch, you know, hundreds of people do it a day, most of the time they think it's a little bit more than they should do. They're like, ah, that's a little, about one round too long. That's five reps too many. Uh, and that's exactly why we do it because we and Hunter, the program that we, ha that we offer people is, is possible. It's not unreasonable. It's not unhealthy. It's not dangerous, but it's slightly more than you would do on your own. And yep. that is the hardest thing to balance. And so I think through the years when we offer a program that has so much experience built into it, we're able to very accurately predict that. And so for me, it's I underestimate myself. If I were to choose my own workout, I would probably do three rounds with a you know, minute and a half rest. And maybe it should have been four rounds with a minute rest. And because I learned that through coming to the, to the gym and doing a program that someone else has written for me, it eliminates the doubt that I would create myself yeah. or it eliminates me getting into the middle of the workout and being like, oh, I think this is it. I, sh I need to probably stop here. I need to do a 10-minute AMRAP, not 15 like I set up. Taking the out. Yeah. So uh, I underestimate myself. And so you, you need people around you that are going to push you and they're going to ask more of you than probably you would naturally, you would naturally uh, set up for yourself. And that growth, I mean, you know, talking about non-physical benefits of that, but, you know, emotionally as, as we grow, you know, there's a bit of trust you have in, and your abilities and you know we all underestimate ourselves we all can can you know it's crazy what the human spirit is is capable of doing and so i mean yeah we think of in terms of you know a 60 minute class and a 15 minute amrap but really like um you know a lot of times when we go step outside of these walls it's what are we doing to regulate ourselves within you know our lives and so for myself too like a big a big emotional growth and, and a big emotional hurdle that you know, I've had to come over is, is that like emotional regulation and, you know, not necessarily living by our emotions or the underestimating ourselves like, Oh, I, I can't, you know, I don't think I can do this. I, I wouldn't trust myself to, to, to go after this thing, uh, and having that doubt, or if something doesn't go your way, you know, find, you know, flipping out and being like, Oh my gosh, like everything's ruined. This is all bad, but just like regulating that emotion of, you know what, like this, it's just going to take more work. It's going to take can do more it. work. Yeah, I can, I can do this. I've done way harder. Like I can do hard things and that emotional growth. Um, I'll speak to, you know, for myself and I've heard tons of people say this too, is like, I hear it all the time. It's like, yeah, we can, we, we can do hard things. Like we can do hard stuff. Uh, and just, it's crazy to think like that, that human willpower and, and the human spirit can overcome um, so much as long as we're able to kind of regulate just our emotional control um, when those things, those bad things or those hard things or those challenges come up. There's this journey we go on, you know, when we start this type of training and when you first start, there's a lot of workouts you're not sure you're going to be able to do or there's a weight that you're not sure you're going to be able to do or I don't know if I can keep going for this whole time period. And then when you consistently do it over and over and over again, you're constantly telling yourself, wow, I can do more than I, than I thought I could. And that directly translates over into work and it directly translates over into your family life and your relationships and so many different areas of life. And we're constantly realizing we have so much more capacity than we thought we did. And w when you are going into the gym scared or unsure or nervous and you show up anyway, 
that directly translates into life when you're scared or nervous about something in life, but you do it anyway, you're going to, you know, make so much more improvement in all areas of your life than if you are scared or nervous. So you just go home and, and sit on the couch. So so many benefits of that. What's the next one you got on your list? Anxiousness. I think the anxiousness. Now, this is phys- this is where I kind of the list gets a little bit physical, but I think we're talking more just like the mental, what's going on in your brain. That you know, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a physical skill that you learn. Or um, you know, for for a lot of people, the the tendency in the world with social media and um, negativity and stress and the sedentary lifestyle that we live just tends to make us more anxious especially because we are connected to our our phone and to media constantly and so i think the physical uh benefit of training leads to a non-physical benefit of a reduction in anxiety uh your brain changes and uh through that change one of the one of those deeper physical changes that i would consider a mental shift is that we are less likely to be anxious and to experience anxiety. And so for for a lot of our members, for myself, that was one of the biggest things where people came in, we come into the gym and say, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I'm, you know, I need an outlet for that. And physical, hard physical activity, uh, constant, consistent um, friendships that are positive, that environment in the gym every week that leads to a reduction in anxiety and so anxiousness was uh is you know in my top three major major non-physical benefits that um i kind of forget how i used to operate and and that calmness after exercise that reduction in anxiety you just can't put a price tag on that because um it's it's something that when you when you live with that it can be very paralyzing for uh, positivity, positive outcomes in the rest of your life. Dude, absolutely. And the next thing I had was kind of the social benefits. And, and I think that ties into it perfectly. You know, a lot of times and and the roles that, that we have here with Coyote Fitness is a very social role. And so we are constantly, you know, used to being around people uh, pretty much most of our, our waking and working day. Um, whereas a lot of times, you know, someone listening, you know, you may have a a desk job that's uh you know in an office or maybe you spend a lot of time in your in your car you're listening to this you know on the way to work right now um and you may not speak to anybody until you get to the gym today and so having that social aspect like we crave community like we are social beings and i just love having the opportunity to to see people come out of that shell um from a social aspect and and you know I love that we're getting, you know, back into doing community events and taking the relationships that we're building in the gym and, you know, celebrating those in events outside of these walls. And I think that's really at the end of the day, you know, everyone has community. Everyone's got a, a, a place, you know, as far as gyms go. But uh, it's so cool to see kind of where, you know, you walk into Coyote Fitness and it, and it doesn't feel like a click. It doesn't feel like a, a club you have to be a part of. Like it feels like a place where, you know, you can come hang out with people from all sorts of walks of life and, and backgrounds. And so I just love that social aspect that we're allowed to experience here. I think we're all social beings and Coyote coaches are social beasts. I had that yeah. thought. Yeah. Social beasts. Well, um, anxiety. I, I actually saw a post about this yesterday. Patrick David Bett, he's a 
very successful entrepreneur that I follow. And he made a post about when you're feeling anxious, the, the best thing you can possibly do is go work out for an hour and lift some heavy weights. And, um, I just, there's so many countless times in my life where I have felt anxious about a certain thing. And then I work out and then afterwards the, the volume has just turned so, so far down on, on whatever it was I was anxious about. And, um, I look back on my life and just through the years of training, um, I just can remember so many times where I felt anxious and then I worked out and then, uh, I, you know, I realized, you know what, it's going to be okay. I think we can get this figured out and, you know, we're still standing up to this point. And so I try to keep that in mind whenever I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed or whatever, um, getting in a good workout and sweating and you, you get on the other side of it and you have a lot more clarity about the situation and just the, the volume on life has gotten turned down a little bit. And so, um, I think that to me is one of the top benefits of, of training. So that's really, really good. What's the next one you got? Self-esteem slash confidence. Okay. Uh, we talk about this in, in regards to family and, um, watching, watching young kids, especially develop self-esteem as they spend time with adults, uh, for, for everyone, I think spending time in the gym, training with people of different ages, uh, you engage people in different jobs um, with different responsibilities in the community. Um, there's a sense of self-esteem where we watch when people get brought down to that utterly human level of hard work and sweat. It brings everybody into balance, and that also brings people who lack self-esteem up to the level of those who maybe don't have any issue with self-esteem. It kind of humbles everyone and also builds the self-esteem. And so the, the, the way that I've thought about it is you've got people that have a lot of confidence and self-esteem. You've got people that maybe struggle with confidence and self-esteem. And when you get to something that's utterly human, like hard work and physical strenuous exercise, and it's strenuous at a lot of different levels. It's strenuous for the person who is doing the 10 minute sweat track. It's strenuous for someone that's doing uh, the competition track with a heavy weight. Um, it doesn't matter the skill. Everyone gets brought to the human side of training and everyone's just trying their best and it humbles uh those who need to be humbled and it gives self-esteem to those who are lacking confidence and everybody gets to that level where um like we talked about the other day you're taking a picture and it doesn't matter the age or the skill level or the background of the person but everyone is in it together and so that are that group training i think provides um, humility. Well, we could throw that in there. Let's throw in humility. Um, fitness humbles people uh, because you never progress. It's You can always go harder. There's always a weight that's a little bit heavier, so you always feel that. But it also brings up those who lack self-esteem. Uh, those who lack self-esteem. And so for me, watching, um, watching myself even just develop confidence and, you know, the our body is one of those things where I think in our world we see lots of fake around and we see lots of things where uh, people are doing all kinds of things to try to improve the way they look to build that self-esteem and what happens when people come in the gym and they learn to care for their body um, they become um, more confident in who they are and they don't feel like that's something that's out of their control and that provides a sense of self-esteem that is uh, is will translate to the confidence in the boardroom or confidence in yeah. family or leading your family. Um, so I, I think self-esteem slash humility, you know, going up and down to that, that level that is an even keel person, a healthy person. 
Um, what is it that I was trying to find the, trying to find it while we we're talking here and y'all may know it off the top of your head is like there's three things that are certain in life and it's um, and one of them is is constant work um, I thought it was like death and taxes and yeah well something. that's that's part of it yeah but but constant but there will always be adversity adversity there will always be a constant challenge in front of us that's kind of like you you talk about human nature a lot like the human condition is like there will always be a challenge there will always be an adversity in front of us. And, and fitness is is one of those things that teaches us how to overcome that. Um, and another big thing that you know a lot of people may not draw the correlation to is you know financial growth and achievement. And something that I'm learning a lot about now is being able to to take specific measurements and setting those type of goals. Um, and, and something that you know we say a lot, and, you, and you'll hear a lot is you know like we vote with our money. You know, we vote with our time and our money. And uh, a lot of times, you know, I get to have conversations with people sitting down and saying, okay, you know, there's, you know, two things that really matter when it comes to, to making decisions and it's time and money. And those two things, like, you know, we don't really have to tell you, you know, ex- what fit and healthy people do, right? They, they spend time and money on things that are going to help them be fit and healthy and help improve their quality of life and improve how we feel. And so whenever we can take that that theory, that principle of, you know, I'm spending my time and money on myself in a place that will allow me to feel better, live longer, move better, um, have more confidence, have more self-esteem, a place where I can grow. All of a sudden, we can look at money in a way that says, you know, money is, a, is no longer the thing that controls us, but it's a tool that we can use to our benefit. And that's something that I've learned a lot with with finances and relating that to the things that we do in the gym is, you know, burpees are a thing that burpees do not define us, but they are a tool that we use to get fitter and to increase our fitness. Um, And it's just a tool that we use. And so, you know, whenever we're able to to create those two parallels is, you know, money shouldn't or our finances shouldn't necessarily be the thing that drives us and motivates us, but it should be a tool in a way that we can look back and say, okay, am I creating the progress that I want to create or achieving the things I want to achieve, um, but not necessarily letting it be the bottom line of exactly where we draw if we're making progress or not. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe that self-esteem slash confidence is the biggest benefit that you're going to get out of your training, even more so than the physical, because it literally changes the type of person you are. It changes you into having more of a growth mindset and learning that I can, if I do hard things and put in work, I will uh, make the progress that I want to. And uh, it's just, it just becomes more and more ingrained in us each and every day that we show up and do something hard at the gym. And um, I, th- I think I might've talked about this before on the podcast, but you know, last year and I, when my wife, uh, last year when my wife and I ran, ran the marathon, you know, we, I made a post about it on social media, got a lot of comments and congratulations. And there was one person that commented and it said, um, now you know that you can run a marathon. And that one really caught me completely off guard because I was like, I never once doubted that I could do it. Like from the entire time, from the moment I said I was going to do it, I, there, was no, there was not an inkling of doubt in my mind that I was going to complete it. I was going to complete it whether I had to walk. Whether, if I got hurt, I was still going to finish it the entire year leading up to the training, it was never a doubt in my mind that I was going to be able to do it. And I was just like, why would somebody say that? Like, of course I was going to do it. And then I started thinking about it more and I was like, well, I've been 
training myself for years and years and years that I'm going to do the hard work and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do the hard work and I'm going to do it. So I build up this self-confidence in myself to where now if I set a goal and I really mean like it's a very like it's a top priority for me i know that i'm going to be able to do it because i've shown myself consistently over and over and over again that i can do what i set my mind to do and that gosh there's so many people like that inside the gym who just have the confidence to maybe they want to start a business and they have no doubt in their mind that they're going to do whatever it takes to do it uh to make it succeed or they're they're going to um, be the best parent they can be because um they believe in themselves and this is a self-confidence that comes with training and doing hard things consistently is something that can't even be measured or understated because it's such a, such a valuable thing. And I talk about the kids a lot because it's a lot easier to see in kids than it is in adults. But, um, it's, it's so apparent in adults as well as, uh, people getting more and more confidence and that translates into ever other areas of life. And there's, there's no, that's not a secret that there are so many successful business people and successful, uh, doctors and lawyers and, professionals and parents and athletes and all all different types of walks of life of of people inside a coyote uh, because the type of people who is uh the type of person who's willing to do hard things day in and day out inside the gym is also the type of person who's willing to do hard things day in and day out outside the gym and they develop you know it's like chicken or the egg did they have the confidence before they joined so they joined or did they develop the confidence after they joined and i think it's a little bit of both but i do think that it can be trained and developed over time and so the self-esteem confidence piece is so big to me and then just i mean i i feel like humility is a, a completely whole other topic that we could go into depth on but going back to the type of people that work out of coyote there are some extremely successful people from all walks of life inside the gym but inside the gym we're all on the same playing field and everybody yeah. is so humble and speaks to each other um like we're all on the same level and we're all on a team going through together whether it's uh you know somebody that owns a multi-million dollar business or somebody that's very high level, level politics or somebody that um is a sophomore in high school you know and anyone in between we all are on the same level inside inside the gym and you know, the humility aspect comes from getting your butt whipped every single day in the gym, you know, and uh, it's it, it keeps Speak us in for our yourself, <laughs> it keeps <laughs> us in our place. I, man, that's so good. I've never thought of I'm glad you said that because I've never thought about that, that there are so many ways where I feel that way. Like there. Sarah and I both too, um, we're amazed at how often people outside the gym and some people in the gym um, come up to us and tell us like, oh, you know that's going to be so hard, or I'll oh, just wait till yeah. you have this. And it's like, I don't care that it's hard. Like, that literally is, it's, like, that's a great, that makes me want to do it more. Like, it, and it's so hard to explain that that's not an obstacle to me. And like you said, like, why would you even consider that you couldn't run a marathon? Like, yeah. that, that, was a, that was a huge thing for me. Um, and, and it's hard to explain, but, like, there's nothing that makes me more unlike someone else when they tell me that like oh just wait your life's gonna suck now that you're having kids it's like why like because it's yeah. hard like, cause, <laughs> yeah. like i don't understand that all right i'm not gonna get sleep like i don't care at all yeah. like do you think that there's a minute where i'm gonna be like man i wish i was in bed right now instead of having this this child here you know and having a chance to raise kids like there's and it, it works the same way physically it's like all right yeah the workout was hard like that means that i want to try it 
and I just wasn't like that before. And there was definitely some components of that where now you just see the reward. Um, and so kind of that toughness aspect of setting yeah. hard goals, it's almost like, oh, this means I'm going to gain something that no one else is going to gain because yeah. they're afraid of it because they think it's hard. I've gotten that a lot too since uh, Claire's been pregnant. Is oh, just wait till you have kids. Your, your life's going to be completely different. You're not going to be able to do these things anymore. And I'm like, Yes, I am. I'm going to continue to do the things that are important to me, and I'm still going to have goals, and I'm still going to work towards them. And I can't wait for the challenge of having two girls at the same time and being able to do those things because, uh, you know, I that to me being a parent is the you know one thing that I want to do more than just about anything else in this world, and I can't wait to do it. But it's not the only thing I want to do. I'm going to continue to have other things I want to do as well. And I know it's going to be hard. I know there's going to be sleepless nights, and I know I'm going to have to have a very you know strict priorities and strict schedule and all that type of stuff but i embrace the challenge and i look forward to it and i will continue to make progress towards my goals because that's that's important to me and my wife and i will still make time for ourselves because that's important to us and um you know it's it's it through you know it's the through the training of years of doing hard things i feel like it's overcoming that victim mentality of woe is me this was gonna suck i'm gonna hate it and nothing's good gonna come out of it and whenever we're able to overcome that, it becomes so apparent when we're having a conversation with someone that is not quite there yet. And so if there's anything that like we can do um, as coaches and f- for listeners listening, like if there's anything that, you know, you can do to impact someone next to you is like when someone has that statement towards you, just say good, you know, like. I hope it's tough uh, because I can accomplish it and because I can do hard things. Positivity. It's just positivity that is uh, when you can embrace challenges with positivity, you have a life hack that, that people are searching in a lot of different areas for. And I think physical activity is one of one of, you know, many ways where you can um, you can speed up that process of growth. And so, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, thinking about us as coaches, we, we train our coaches and we talk about how important it is. And we will we will confront it if if we sense that a coach is not that beacon of positivity and gives into because the world is the world is a negative place. And people come in with a tendency to be more negative And we want to not call them out, not try to make their growth happen too quickly, but to understand that um, it is that's one of the greatest benefits of a community is that you come into the place and you hear positivity and you hear good when something is hard and um, you have people that are willing to push you uh, beyond what you think you're capable of and that sense of positivity is just it is it can make or break what you get out of this life because you're going to be willing to set and achieve hard things and on the other side of it you're going to get the benefit that the 99% are never going to get because it was hard and they spent time complaining about it instead of embracing it and realizing, dang, I just grew a ton during that period. Yes, it was hard. I don't necessarily want to do it again, but I did it. And now I'm going to be able to embrace other challenges in in the same way. That's great. So uh, positivity is the last one you got on your list. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? This was just like a sub point, but I love the can't go back mentality. I like a workout that's a 12 minute AMRAP. And when it's three, two, one time, you cannot keep rowing on the, on the rower. You're, you're one rep away. You can't do one more rep to try to make it an even number. Your, your score is four plus 29, not five rounds. And you can't go back. And that is what is so cool about this type of measured activity is that it makes you remember that with two minutes left in the workout, ah, I want to try to get here. And then you learn 
it's not, you know, when I get to the end, it's like, man, next time I think I'm going to push a little more. Or maybe it's next time, like, I'm going to really try to maximize my effort because I can't go back. And in life, you can't go back to the period of time when you're, you know, when your kids are at a certain development, developmental stage and it takes a little more work to discipline them. Or you can't go back and eat differently on, during the summer than you would have. You know, you can't go back and undrink drinks that you probably shouldn't have had. Like, there's always that that um, that idea that in life we can't go backwards. It's done and dusted. And so we have to learn done as quick dusted. as we can. We want to learn as quick as we can, and then we want to surround ourselves with the accountability that prevents us from having too many experiences where we look back and wish it was different. So that's how I think that's a that's one of those things that we teach new people is like, no, when the workout's over, we stop now, and then we just learn that lesson and bring it with us forward. The first year that I started CrossFit way back in 2010, I remember one of my first months, the coach that was coaching the class, we were doing, I think, like a 20-minute AMRAP, and there was probably five minutes left, and he yelled out, uh, don't slow down now. You don't want to be driving home in your car or sitting at on, on your couch later and regretting the effort that you gave and regretting slowing down. Don't regret the effort that you're giving right now, even though it's tired. And I still remember that to this day. That was such a profound statement to me. It was like, yeah, it, it's hard. It hurts in the moment, but in 10 minutes, it's going to be over with and you're going to regret if you slow down. And, mm-hmm. and that's so true because it's, it's so true in life, you know, like, Time marches on no matter what, and we don't want to regret the effort that we gave or regret something we did in the past. The, the pain of regret is way worse than the pain of whatever we're feeling in the given moment. And so uh, that is that is such a profound statement, and, and you can, you live it out every single day inside the gym. Yeah. So, Tyler, what about you? Do you have anything else you want to finish with? Yeah, closing thoughts. Uh, one thought, l- singular. Thought, yeah. We're down to one. Closing thought, singular thing is patience. Um, on the other end of that aspect – no, we don't want to regret, you know, not putting in the right effort. But something I've I've learned and something I'm still learning is to have patience with the process and not get so caught up on the ones and the zeros. But knowing that, you know, growth is growth occurs in that discomfort. And so if you if we can be patient, if we can trust ourselves, trust the process that we're in, um, and know that nothing has ever happened that is not meant to happen so far. And so that's going to be the truth moving forward. Uh, and that's going to always be true. So long as we're putting in the right amount of effort, if we know when to strike, if we know exactly how much effort we need to put in, which is as much as we are allowed with what we are given and being patient with the result, then it will happen and things will come to fruition. That, that's really good. Uh, we didn't really dig into a whole lot on the financial aspect of it, but I have seen so many times and had so many talks with people of their pro productivity at work specifically goes up so uh, especially people who like maybe are on commission or whatever they have more energy to be able to go out and have more sales calls and make more sales and make more money to feed their family also it it, it can prolong your work life your the time the amount of years that you can work maybe you can work an extra couple of years because you don't have to retire early because you have more energy and you want to continue to work and you enjoy work and then you're able to make more money across your life and then also on the other side is reducing the expenses of doctor's visits and medications and um, that type of thing that adds up to a very, very, very large number by the end of end of your life. And um, anybody with chronic illness or knows anybody with chronic illness knows how expensive that can be. 
And then also the uh, financial benefits of eating healthy. My wife and I talk about this all the time when, when she cooks meals for us and we eat at home for dinner and then eat leftovers for lunch. We save so much money from not going out or going out and picking up something to eat fast food because we didn't prepare on beforehand. And then you feel bad too. So you, not only did you spend more money, but you also felt bad too. So there's uh, so many financial benefits to, to live in a healthy and fit lifestyle. Um, and you also want to eat healthy because if you don't, you're going to feel like crap when you come and work out. So that was a great discussion. There's so many benefits and we can talk more in depth on this with you in person. If you guys had any more questions on this, but that was a long segment. So let's move on to outside the box. What you guys got real quick before we wrap it up. We're going to the beach. We'll be at the beach this week. Um, this is our this is our for our summer trip. Uh, we've talked about that. We've all been, um, you know, we've we've kind of all uh, prolonged things, I guess, as we've had a lot of growth in the organization. So we're finally getting away for a little bit. So we'll be we'll be uh, kicking it. Hopefully, it won't be as warm as it is here on the coast. Sweet. Um, I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but by the time this is out, the uh, we ordered a half a cow, and I'm pretty excited about getting to cook some brisket out of Half that. cow. Yeah. So I thought you said we ordered a half gallon. Of if you, uh, yeah, half yeah. gallon of what? Of cow. Moonshine? Of cow. Uh, if you do not have a local uh, source. Who's to, your cow guy, bro? Yeah. Who's your cow guy? No free ads. <laughs> um, but you could probably. Who got the other half? That's what I want to know. That will be determined. Well, you know, that's that's for me to know and you to find out. Oh, um, man. But I got left out in the cold on this one. A, uh, if you do not have a local source to get your meat, uh, finding a good quality source to, to get uh, your produce and your meat uh, just makes food taste so much better, and it's good to know where it's coming from. So uh, Cassidy's been really good about that with our family is talking about the financial side of eating healthy is, you know, getting food locally saves so much money um, in the long run. And so – uh, we I'm pretty excited to be cooking up some good, uh, doing some good barbecue stuff this fall. So follow me on Instagram and, and keep up with it if you haven't yet. We uh, we hit the local farmers market, got some good produce, some good local honey, some good fruit, and uh, supported local commerce. And uh, you know you save a lot of money doing that as For well. For all the and nutrition it, it clients better, out yeah. there, track your brisket. Track okay, your brisket. brisket is not a lean meat. Very so fatty, very fatty. If you find yourself struggling, Tyler got mostly Tyler. He got mostly lean beef though. Did you? Yeah, not? actually, it's it's whenever you end up doing it that way, the ground beef is over ninety ten. So I remember eighty pounds of ninety ten ground beef in yeah, the freezer that's, on deck. That's the way to go. That'll last Tyler about two months. Maybe one, one. One, <laughs> one Saturday, we were about to head to the gym, and I saw Tyler was uh, taking a much needed Saturday to himself and spending family time, and he had this biscuit with eggs and brisket and. All that. We're about to go to the gym. I'm like, I text him. I was like, guess you're not going to make the nine o'clock class. He said, not today. <laughs> not that time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, recommends you guys got any, I'll start with a uh, hijack TV show on Apple TV, I- Idris Elba. Um, it's a limited series. I think there's only one episode left as of this showing, but it's, uh, basically plane gets hijacked. It's a seven hour flight. I think the show kind of goes in real time. So it's seven, one hour episodes. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool, uh, high intense, you know, intense. It's it's one of those like that could have been a movie, but they stretch it out to seven hours, which I really like it. It's it's been good, um, you know, kind of poppy popcorn. Get your popcorn and watch a watch a nice uh, summer TV show. So I enjoy that on Apple TV. Can we recommend things that haven't come out yet? Absolutely. I mean, I mean you can do whatever good. you want to. Caleb. I'm gonna jump the gun because I know you're gonna call your I'm shot. Gonna, I'm gonna take this from you, but uh, it's Hard Knocks season. Yeah, New York Jets. Man, Hard Knocks is uh, Hunter actually a couple years ago. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I feel like you you had started watching it and had Dude, talked I've been about watching it. Hard Knocks since Rex Ryan was a coach of the Jets yes. way back in the day. That was one of the best ones. And even the sound of Hard Knocks, like the the music, the theme music of Hard Knocks, gets like it turns fall on. It's like you switch it, and even oh, though yeah. we're in Mississippi and it won't not, won't be fall weather for a couple months, like it is fall when Hard Knocks starts to get going. We start to get fantasy football lined up. You start. Um, Anyway, it just starts making me think about all the things that come with the fall. And so, uh, anyway, Hard Knocks starts August 5th, and it'll be the Jets. Old Aaron Rodgers taking a $35 million pay cut so that he can go to this team and help spread the money out to other positions. Like he needs more money. Yeah. Uh, you know, but still, like, it's easy to say, but $35 million, you just don't see that a lot in professional sports. He's so, sacrificing the money to try to win a championship is what he's doing. Exactly what he's doing. Hey, and I uh, think it's a great move. And – uh as this episode airs, uh, CrossFit Games will have yeah. uh, just ended, and so hopefully it was a great showing. Uh, we hadn't talked a whole lot about it, but looking forward to another great— We could do an great, episode on that next week and just like really analyze some of the things we learned about sport and fitness. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Okay, sounds good. I was actually going to—my recommend was, was headed towards actually some of the uh, previous CrossFit documentaries that they've dropped. Um, Cassie and I have been going back and rewatching some of the like the fittest, behind, um, oh, yeah. some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, we were kind of like thinking back over to all the past games and, and past uh, years that the Buttery Bros used to film and Mars and those guys. Uh, so if you haven't gone back, most of them now I think are actually on Amazon. Like I think you can't watch them on Netflix anymore. I think they've moved to Amazon. But uh, yeah, those the the past CrossFit documentaries are, are pretty cool. So they were good. My favorite still is the behind the scenes from. It's coming Savon. back. Yeah. Saw the behind back. the scenes is coming back. Is it really? Year. Yeah, Savon's doing it. Oh, he posted, man. He posted that he's going to be in the games. No, I'm telling you, he he gives real interviews. Oh, he asks the, the question that no one else will ask. Oh, and, and you know, man. for years, he's been storing them up. So like, <laughs> none of this cliche stuff. It is amazing. He puts so coming back side. this year, that's what I was about to say. All right. Yeah, so go back, rewatch those, and then when behind the scenes drop this year, you'll have some like perspective on it. But I think that's some of the best documentary on TV. Not suitable for work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a great, great discussion there guys uh hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you next time silky smooth sounds.